So I sit in front of you, having been shaped by love. An amalgamation of being beaten down, lifted up, broken open, bolted shut, buried alive, to be brought back. I was 18, moving clear across the country from Rhode Island to Frisco. That's what we called it. I had wicked big hair. It was permed. It was hairsprayed. It kind of had its own aura. <laughs> I had a Rhode Island accent that would make those actors on The Sopranos jealous. <laughs> Incidentally, I had no idea the word fought had an ah until I went to California. F-O-T my whole life until then. I was a freshman at the University of San Francisco. I was a not major. Not a fought major, as you can see. <laughs> My first day of orientation, I'm walking up Pill Hill, it's a big hill, and there he was. My heart had never beat this fast before. <sighs> one blue eye, one brown eye, wavy brown or wavy blonde hair, charm for days. Glenn Furlong, it was love at first sight. Years later, he would talk about that moment when he met me in my hair. <laughs> and he said that at that moment when he saw me, he knew that he wanted to marry me. We were together for eight years. And we kind of grew up together, you know? Like, we went through all kinds of things together. Graduations, deaths in his family, births. Divorces, dropping out of school, getting back in school. And it was funny because through the whole, the, all of it, and it was never great, right, through the whole thing, but through the plateaus and the high highs and the low lows, what was amazing to me is that we would always find ways to fall in love with each other again and again. And that felt really adult to me. Late at night, he'd always fall asleep first, and I would sit there and I would stare at him. I wanted to memorize every detail of his face, like the way his jaw kind of squared off, and he had like a hint of a dimple. And his mouth, he always looked like he was up to something not so good, right? Like he had this little joker mouth with the corners that would turn up just a little bit all the time. And then I would lay my head on his chest and I would listen to the steady rhythm of his heart. And it kind of gave me some comfort, you know? So one night we were gonna meet up. And I was living in San Francisco, and I was really into rock climbing gym at the time. And I went to go meet my friend, and I was up on the wall, and I was probably about two-thirds of the way up, when all of a sudden, I literally couldn't move. It was as if <coughs> someone had pulled the plug on me. And I looked down at my friend, and I said, let me down. And he's shouting out, no, oh, the hole over there is the hole. I'm like, no, 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 let me down. Let me down. So he belays me down. 
And he's like, what the hell happened to you? What's wrong with you? I said, I don't, I don't know. I, I have the weirdest feeling. It, I've never felt like this before. It's like I'm walking through sludge. It's like someone put this really heavy blanket on top of me, and I can barely move. I'm in the weirdest funk. I didn't climb the rest of the night, and I just kept saying, man, like I could, wanted to shake it off, right? I'm the weirdest funk. So we were done, and I was going to check my voicemail on the payphone. This is before cell phones. And I was looking to get a message from Glenn, who's going to tell me where we were going to meet up later that night. And I didn't get a message. I was kind of pissed off. Glenn was the life of the party. And unfortunately, that for him meant he drank a lot. And he had developed a really serious drinking problem. <laughs> and it was much bigger than I even knew at the time, and much bigger than I knew how to even deal with. And I thought he got wasted and forgot to leave me a message, so I was pissed off. So I left there, went home, walked through the front door, and my roommate was freaking out. Call your dad! Call your dad! I'm like, oh, something bad happened. Yeah, call your dad! So I run up the stairs, I pick up the phone, call my dad, he answers. Chris, are you sitting down? What, 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 what? Are you sitting at a what? Just tell me, something happened to mom. Chris, it's Glenn, he's dead. He died. What, what, what? He's dead. He died, Chris. Glenn died tonight. What do you say to that? Turns out he was in a bar and was joking around, had several drinks, went to the bathroom and never came out. His heart literally stopped. About six months before that, he had developed this heart condition, which was irregular and rapid. And so where I would listen to that steady heartbeat before, it was nothing like that anymore. It was like a holy confusion. It was like, So the paramedics came, brought him out on the sidewalk, and they never were able to revive him. Um, he never made it to the hospital, and they took his body to the morgue. So shortly thereafter, someone in his family came to pick me up to take me there. All I wanted to do was touch him. All I wanted to do was see him. He was my first everything. And I remember walking into the morgue, and it was like I didn't even have legs. Like, I kind of just floated in there. And I don't know if I was in shock or in some state of grace or perhaps both. And they shuttled me to this back room. And in this tiny room was a couch and a curtain. And they were the same color, which was this disgusting lime green nubby color. And Glenn's brother was there, and he had his arm around me, and he was preparing me for what I was going to see. That he looks like he's just asleep. And their priest friend was there, and it was by the curtain string. And he was pulling the curtain really slowly, 
And behind the curtain was this plate glass window where I could see into this huge room with rows of steel fluorescent lights and rows of empty metal gurneys with the exception of one which was pulled up to the window with my love laid flat on it and a sheet pulled up to his chin and an intubation tube still in his mouth. The only way I knew he was dead was that his ears were purple. I stood there for what felt like the longest time. I thought that just by my love, by the sheer, my sheer will, I could have him move. And if he moved, he wasn't dead, and none of this would be happening. And I stood there, just move, 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 move. I think I said it out loud. He didn't move. All I wanted to do was touch him. All I wanted to do was lay on his body. And I didn't get to. If I were the person I am now then, I would have demanded that. The next time I saw him or I got to touch him, he was in a coffin. And he was stiff and kind of weird looking. That was 16 years ago. And I've had several loves since then. And I kind of miss him more now um, because of what I can't share with him. Not because I want him to be my partner, but kind of I want him to be my buddy because he was. And he will forever be this 27-year-old man boy and whereas his heart stopped, mine's kept going strong. And time has acted upon me. And I've grown up. And what I'd really love to do is to call him up and have him meet me in my favorite bar, have a drink, and a ketchup. And there are some things that I'd like to say to him. I'd like to say, Glenn, when you left, it kicked my ass. It was a most unexpected rite of passage. I want to say, I want to dazzle you with where I've gone and what I've become and what I dream about and what I what I want to do, and what I've accomplished, and all the adventures I've been on, and where I've traveled. I want to tell you how I've been brave. And I want to tell you what's made me sad, and who's broken my heart. And I want to thank you for your life. And I want to thank you for your death. And that gratitude has broken me open and shaped me and softened me. And I want to tell you that I can't deal with bullshit anymore, thank you. And that I don't want to hold back. I just want to say, I love you. I love you.
I love you. And I'm 42, and I'm single at this time in my life, and I feel that I am really ready to call in my partner and a love that is adult and mature and grounded, inspired, solid, with a heartbeat that is strong and consistent. And I'm kind of hoping, Glenn, that you can put in a good word for <laughs> an old friend. Thank you.